It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans at the lovely Columns Hotel. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just four of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans. And you'll get to hear some live music as well. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun and enjoy great music. But you probably know that already. So let's get right on with doing nothing. But enjoying the next 60 minutes of happy hour together. My four guests sitting around the table today from left to right. Or can it be left to right if you're in a circle? I guess it could. Megan Braden Perry is a native New Orleanian, a product of the New Orleans public school system, and a graduate of Dillard University. Megan is a staff writer at NOLA.com and the Times Picayune, a position she has held for now about six weeks. Is that right? Uh, I think so. Okay. <laughs> Previously, right. Megan was a contributing writer for Gambit Magazine and other major life changing developments. Megan has recently gotten married to a guy called Grant. Oh, congratulations. Really? <laughs> thank you. Thank Your old friend <laughs> from high school. I know it does not say high school sweetheart here. No, we were just friends. Okay, yeah, all right. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Better. Well, we're on to something now. <laughs> Cynthia DiBiase is the founder of the Sugar Cane New Orleans Molasses Bakery, the baker of Nomo cookies, which we're looking right at. It's a giant square cookie. <laughs> Cynthia specializes in finding century-old vintage recipes oh, reminiscent of desserts from Louisiana's history and enhancing them using the finest ingredients, including wholesome stone ground flour, mm. Unrefined muscovado brown sugar, creamery butter, and flavorful spices. Wow, very nice. Nomo cookies are available at select retailers, including Angelo Bricado's, the Food Co-op and the Healing Center, and Langenstein's. Or is it Langenstein's? Langenstein's on Metairie Steens. Road. Langenstein's mm-hmm. on Metairie Road. <laughs> hey, well, we get to have some cookie? Yes. Awesome, okay. Sweet. And Olga. Hello, Olga. Hello. Is making her second appearance on Happy Hour. That's right. Olga's a blues musician most often compared to Bonnie Raitt and Janis Joplin. On the other side of the microphone, Olga was sound, energy for, sound engineer for Elvis Costello's Grammy-nominated Monkey to Man in 2005 and is a member of the prestigious Memphis Blues Foundation. In a couple of weeks, you'll be able to see Olga on the big screen or your handheld device, depending on whether you pay to see movies or steal them. <laughs> in the new Quentin Tarantino movie, Django Unchained, Olga has recorded four albums, including her latest, Whatever You Want, and her video, It Is What It Is, now has over... 228,000 views on YouTube. That is amazing. And back to my right is my fabulous friend and sidekick, (laughs) Andrew Duhon, our happy hour troubadour. Feels like I never left. I know. It feels (laughs) like we've just been here all week sitting around the Coles Hotel. I feel like it. Andrew's a fabulous singer-songwriter who wanders around the earth, and when he's finished wandering, wanders back here to join us at happy hour. And on the piano is Mitch Foreman, except... It's only recorded today because Mitch is off doing something on television, I believe, he told me, if you can believe that. Is that right? That's what he said. We'll find out next week what actually the (laughs) truth is. And that's our happy hour for today. Thanks for joining us. It's been a great hour. So, Olga, 228,000 people have now seen you on YouTube. What Mm -hmm. is the secret to getting millions of people to go? Are you viral, that means? I don't know if that's quite viral at that point. Um, uh, you know, if you added a few more zeros to that, perhaps. But well, then you'd be Korean. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess you'll have to see the video. It's there's. I've seen the okay, video. Okay, well, you know, it's probably the rolling around on the floor <laughs> part that got a lot of people excited. I guess so. <laughs> you think that's what it was? Possibly. Well, how does that work? Though? I mean, someone I tells their friend there's a chick rolling around on the floor in a video. I mean, that's not the first yeah, time we've seen Yeah, those tend to get the most viewers. Is that why you did it? Well, it's one of the reasons. Is this, uh, <laughs> is this one of the videos that has, you know, kind of a story built into Is this a, like a music video or is it just a performance thing? It's a music video. Sweet. So yeah. what's, what's the story on the video, if you were to? Well, it's kind of a 
the story of the song is about uh, learning from the past and letting go. Mm. So um, it's like taking the lessons and trying to make yourself better than let go. And so the visual part is it we we filmed it in like a a messed up uh, house still from Katrina. So there's mm. like water lines and. You know, it was all messed up. There's like holes in the floor and stuff, and it was a very dirty floor, <laughs> by the way, as well. Um, but it looked good on camera. It looked really good on camera. So there's also a little girl that plays kind of the younger me, symbolically anyway, and Innocent. so she's in the in the storyline as well. And um, we had one more sequence where I was supposed to be sort of like a dead floating corpse in the water, but we didn't end up with enough footage for that, so that didn't make it into oh, the thing. Bummer. But we'll probably use that for another video. Sure. What, do you, like, what do you mean by soon? footage? Don't people shoot stuff on video, which is like endless now? You shot that on film? Uh, on camera. Well, underwater um, was, was hard. Oh, we had an underwater. underwater camera, um, and we just didn't have enough that we needed like we would have needed more do you have a record label paying for all this or is it all all on you no it's all on me and so when you get 228,000 people and last time you were here which was a few months ago I guess it was like 150,000 or 120,000 or something way less than that anyway yeah Yeah. and so those people have come in the last six months or so whatever it's been Mm -hmm. do they end up buying a record off you I don't know Um, they might because it's all digital so it's not like People go to my website and buy a record anymore. Everything's mm. digital. Well, where, are they buying music off you? I mean, are you seeing yeah, I am selling. Sales? I'm de- definitely see- seeing more sales now. Um, for digital sales, I mean, to be honest, it's not very much. I think you get like twenty cents a download mm. at the end of the day. You know, twenty. Yeah. So, um, and that's then, only one song. Though. They're not. You didn't have to make a whole album. To no, get, I made a whole. I've, I've all of my stuff's digital. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so, but that's one song. There's certainly, it's been consistent and yeah. it's been, you know. But, but you can't buy the song off of YouTube. You would have to go to iTunes where you would see her well, full catalog. Well, that's actually not entirely true. Oh. I have it all linked up on YouTube. Right. So there's Google Play where it's for sale and also iTunes and Amazon and it's all linked up through the YouTube. But once you click on those, you see a full list of your songs, right? Uh, it'll say, yeah, it'll have the album cover on there and be like, you know, you can get this song here, blah, mm. blah, blah. And you click on that and it'll pop up on the side actually is how what they is, design it. What is nice. Google Play? Google Play is like you guys know iTunes. That? It's the Google version of iTunes okay. and Amazon. What and does that say that I'd never heard of that? Andrew, are you on that? It's Google's newer. taking over. It's newer. Um, I would say it's maybe this past winter. Yeah. Um, so do you like sell February, stuff? February, March, I think it came out. And now how would you get that? I mean, I, goes to I, my I'm distributor. My distributor. But how would I get Google Play? I've never even heard of it. I guess I would go to Google and download. It's like an application for your. Yeah, it's it's something that you have on your phone, and you can also have on your com- computer, and you right. download it. It's sort of like a media a music player. It's like iTunes, right? But it's for people who don't have you know Apple, or maybe right. they don't like iTunes for whatever reason, so they have Google Play. Isn't that funny? When when yeah. Apple started out, it was the underdog, and mm. people loved Apple because they hated Steve Jobs and. And Microsoft. And now people refuse to use Apple stuff. There's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of that. people who refuse to use Apple because sure. that's the big dog now. Yeah. yeah. And go- I mean, there is no underdog left, I suppose, is there? Uh, no, I, I think Google's going to be the front runner in, you know, no time. You think so? You think people are going to give up using iTunes and all the stuff that's integrated with uh, the, your iPad? And you know, it, it feels like everybody's got a gripe and you want to hang on mm. to Apple, but everybody's got a gripe and somebody's, you know, eventually, you know, it's going to break. People are people have a gripe against Apple stuff. You think? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. What, yeah, I'm, a, your, I'm an Apple user. What's your <laughs> problem with Apple, Andrew? Um, can I can I throw a um, 
Can I throw a conspiracy theory at you? Oh, God, I don't believe Yay. it. <laughs> Ancient aliens? Okay, now, Megan's a reporter, so... <laughs> okay. I love conspiracy theory. Okay. okay, so remember back in the day when your dad would buy maybe, let's say, a, a refrigerator or a truck or whatever, and he would spend... You your know. dad would buy a refrigerator or a truck. What you, I'm, I'm just thinking of thinking you know, of, of often truck. used things when computers didn't exist. Big right? ticket items. Pagers. Big ticket items. Okay. Stoves and appliances. Okay. And, you know, if he spent a certain amount of money over a certain point, you expect that thing to last forever. Correct. Yeah. You know? And, and Apple touts themselves as these people who designed the best computer, which will last you four to five years. <laughs> What's the deal? You know, you can't design something that you can constantly update. I've got... Two Apple computers, one of them being probably 10 years old, one of them being six or seven years old. And the six or seven is just putting away, just slowly decaying right, right in front of me. And you can update it, but that costs money. And, and now the battery's got like three hours as opposed to eight hours of life. And it's just like, if you spend that kind of money on a computer, why can't you have a computer that lasts? I don't think they've made to last, are they? I mean, that's no, what, clearly what, not. That's not a conspiracy. Not. That conspiracy because is with a whole bunch of people who get together and collude. Well, they're they're conspiring to make you buy a computer every four years when they're Just really like the iPhone. Yeah. sure iPhone the same thing. You yeah. can't even take the battery out, so then yeah. your battery sucks. So you have to go get a whole new iPhone. Yeah, you can't take the battery out of an iPhone, so somebody can assumably take it out, though, can't they? No, you the, gotta get the a new the geniuses one. at the Apple Store can't even take it out. Nope, you gotta get a brand new phone. If your battery goes down? Yep, because they just have it where you can't, you know, do it. So you have Okay, to well, that's it. ridiculous, right? Yeah, and it, it all stems <laughs> from there with me. I think when I'm having connectivity issues, I think they're putting bugs in the system because my computer's old and out of date, mm-hmm. you know. I don't think anyone's spying on you, though. That's no, what no, I no, thought no, you were going to no, say, that there's no. someone in Apple who's got something in your <laughs> no, iPhone. I don't think so. <laughs> listening to your conversation. Could be, yeah, they won't hear anything interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Who do you talk to that's not interesting? My mom. Oh, where is she? <laughs> She's in Erath. No, she lives in Metairie. She's in Metairie, that's yeah. right. But enough about me. Okay, let's talk about Cynthia's cookie. Hi. Hi, Cynthia. Hello, everybody. Cynthia's bought us a giant cookie, and in a moment, <laughs> I see Bill has walked in here from Slice as well. Oh, yes. So, hello, Bill. So, Hi. look, Hi, Bill's Bill. got some plates, and every, oh, my God, this is a whole setup here. I'm excited for the cookie. <laughs> okay. Shall we, shall we talk about the cookie for a minute? Let's talk about let's talk about the cookie for a minute, and then we're gonna maybe have. Here, I'll when pass we, you one. Maybe we'll have Olga play something before. Well, why don't you tell us what it is first of all? First of all, it's huge. This is the biggest cookie I've ever seen. I think. That's the point. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I wanted size something. matters. I want yeah, size matters. I <laughs> wanted people to get their money's worth. Absolutely. How much? Is and, it? and the truth, well, it varies. Um, you know, depending on where you buy it. Um, I really? sell it, I sell it only wholesale. So I okay. send it to a number of venues. Right now, we're testing the market. Um, but I knew I was going to put in only premium ingredients, and right. I didn't want it to be a little cookie. I also wanted to make it beautiful. Um, and so we, 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 we decided to use the fleur-de-lis and stamp the cookies mm-hmm. uh, using a sort of a vintage cookie style, yeah. uh, making, uh, giving a little added value if we could market it to the tourist market and sure. the people yeah. who are interested in New Orleans. It's a very good representation of the sugar industry, molasses, cane syrup will be um, some of our main ingredients. We use mostly um, Steen's ingredients. Right. Mostly Steen's ingredients. What's well, in, you it? Can tear What's that in up. it? You can yeah, tear that open. It doesn't say ingredients on the back here. 
What's the flavor of this cookie? Stone ground whole wheat. This, this particular one is a, a whole wheat gingerbread. Okay. So well, let's the try holiday. it. This yep. is actually our first cookie. I just started uh, my business in June, so mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a entrepreneur. They call us now. Absolutely. Um, I'm in, have gone through the um, Idea Village, through um, the SBA, through Urban League, through Good Work Network. The Urban League. I thought you had to. I thought you had to be African American to be in the Urban League. No, that's my that's my brothers and sisters. <laughs> We're all in that together. You, you do not have to. You be can get the Urban League can help you out in business, even if you yes, not yes. African American. Right? Is that right? It's true. Yes. How did you find that out? Um, well, <laughs> when I when I needed some business um, training, I the um, Urban League was located at the uh, near Tulane and Carrollton Avenue, which is near Mid City where I live, and was the nearest place I could go for that type of help. So I signed so up. So you with just them. walked in because it was the closest. Yeah, it was cool. And, but how did didn't you think? I mean, did you guys? Do you Nobody know, ever said to no me, idea. "You're not welcome I, I here." <laughs> Megan, you're a reporter. Yeah, and, and, and African American. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, I always thought, you know, Urban League, you know, was like equal to black. I didn't know that they would be like, "No, don't come here." You know, I just I guess I just you can't tell you someone would, if yeah, they walk exactly. in. Hey, you're white. Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was just like, like you know, a, a thing that you just knew. Like you know, right? Like no one says that you can't join. <laughs> don't, certain come, don't, come, well, don't come here. Well, I've, I've, yeah. I was That's, never made to feel I that way. Know. I was given lots of help from the Urban League, and the Urban League is now uh, paired up with Idea Village, mm. and That's there's cool. a woman entrepreneur program that I'm inv- in with right now. And they're giving us more business training and giving us an opportunity to... Um, so you double minority now. You're a white person at the <laughs> Urban League I'm a, I'm who's a, also a, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hooked up with the idea I'm of villages. I'm a female. I'm a, I'm a minority, yes. You are. Um, but yes. Well, that smells delicious, doesn't it? Can mm-hmm. you guys smell this? It, it smells, smells great. Can we um, just bust a bit off and we'll try it? Now, if you look on the bottom, if you turn it over... Oh, uh, oh come on. You can look at the bottom. They have uh, On the bottom, we have... Well, we, we, sugar we, we sugar it with, um, wow. with uh, Demerara or Turbinata sugars called raw sugar mm. um, uh, yes about that that's one of the things that uh, that I think makes this is a bill from slice yeah. that I think makes this this cookie delicious and really uh, interesting is that each bite um, it, it's like it, it's like when you when you have a, a, a blended drink and you have those little little bit of chips like when you get a, a when you get like a, a margarita right it's got little ice chips in it when you're as you're drinking it you take little little bites and, and it, you get little crunchy bits in it it's the same exact way with this cookie I mean it really has interesting texture uh, it's Thank a great you. flavor Thank you, um, you and that's from a professional. Food guy, but what's yes. your occupation at Slice there? Apart from uh, last time, you told me you didn't do anything. Right? I, well, <laughs> I think you came in today, and you can see that I don't do much. I, I, I did go to Slice on Magazine Street today. You you were on the phone when I got there. Uh, on the your iPhone. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Battery. Uh, no, it, I, what I what I actually do is I'm I'm the brand ambassador for the company. Um, brand ambassador. So that was that a, remember that last week you told us. Here's yes. a job where you don't do nothing. Uh, but pretty much. And get paid. Yeah. Um, but it it really it's it's such a pleasure to work with the with, with the ownership that that actually. All right. uh, well, the cookie is awesome. Great. So now you have the you know, good housekeeping seal of approval uh, from the a, Urban League and Thank you so the Italian much. League. Yeah, from Slice. <laughs> That's right. Well, we, you're actually. A t- are you Sicilian or? Italian? I am. I am. My Sicilian. father's born and raised in Sicily. My mother's born and raised in Guatemala. Hmm. Okay, so you're sort of Guatemalan and Sicilian, yes, and we you had, were born here. Yes, we had a very Guadalian. peaceful household, no arguments whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that's a species, you know. Okay, yeah. Bill, we'll get to you back to you in a minute. Give me that back, give that back, and we'll get to slice. I see you bought us some awesome-looking food. Thank you for that professional opinion about the Nomo. It's called Nomo. 
Which is sort of not what you want to tell people when they're having cookies, isn't it? You want to <laughs> say, Nomo Nomos. <laughs> where did you uh, where did you come up with the name Nomo? Um, Nomo stands for New Orleans, and then the M O is for molasses. Okay. Um, you know, which and and we figured a Nomo that would be a good mm-hmm. cookie name for New you're Orleans. You're going to be the next Rachel Ray with the with the Evo Evo. You know, yeah, you're going to be the Nomo. Yeah. You're going to be the Nomo lady. It'll be a Nomo. How today. the hell do you know about Rachel Ray? That, <laughs> Andrew, we talked about this. I'm a foodie, man. Ooh. You know, you everybody really? in New Orleans is a foodie. You watch yeah. the Rachel Ray show? No. All right. All That's right. That's another question. That's too far. No, I do not. <laughs> That's what I was She's a little hot, worried though. about. <laughs> She's hot. You can't feel bad about watching uh, it. Yeah. I mean, she had that photo shoot with the chocolate. Uh, and the, uh, and then, uh, yeah, she did. She covered herself in chocolate, was, was like it naked. Maxim? I don't remember, where, but she wasn't naked. But she was like wearing like an apron, you know, kind of suggestive. Like, oh, I'm making cookies. Was <laughs> she rolling around on the floor? Because that no, does work. She, she wasn't. She should have. Yeah. She have to take a clue from y'all. Chocolate rolling around on the floor. <laughs> totally. And then she with, video. with, hits, hits, with hits, that sugar on it. Sugar on top. Sugar that's crystals. Called, that's called yeah. viral. Sugar's good. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> this thing is great. It's like gingerbread, but. Sort of not too... Um, really excellent. It's really nice. It's yeah, we, we have a little secret ingredient. Well, it's listed in the ingredients. Cocaine? It's a, secret. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little cocoa. Mm. Cocoa? Um, cocoa is pretty close. close. <laughs> Come on. I think putting cocaine and stuff is the way to go. Look yeah. at what it did for Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, well, it's it's not, is it illegal cocoa. to put cocaine as a food product in a... <laughs> Something yes, still? very. It's very. still illegal. That's right. In some in some states, it's illegal mm-hmm. now. Yeah, well, that's marijuana. <laughs> hey, Olga, let's make you play a song for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seeing so you've got a guitar, I can see it I from here. It's here, and it's got like little um, diamantes on it. Uh, silver a, crystal, Swarovski. Silver, uh, silver, silver crystal. Oh. It's a beautiful looking guitar. Actually, I put them on there. You know, I you did. Yeah, I tried to you know fancy up the guitar. It I stick them on everything. The only, the only. Uh, you really Seriously. instrument I don't have them on are my violin. I don't have them on the violin, but I have them on all my guitars, my washboards, the bass. You play um, all these things. Mm-hmm. I know you play the violin because that's yeah. how you got into the Django Unchained mm-hmm. Tarantino movie. We have to mm-hmm. have a recap of that story in a minute when we come back. But for right now, you're in for a treat. You yeah, guys. I'm going to play. Um, I have a, a holiday uh, EP coming out on Tuesday, so this is a song from that. It's uh, "Oh Christmas Tree." It's kind of a, a North Mississippi blues version of that. Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, you are so fair and lovely. Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, you are so fair and lovely. Each year you bring me delight, meaning of Christmas, that oh Christmas tree. Christmas tree, you are so fair and lovely. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, with faithful leaves on changing. Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, with faithful leaves on changing. Yeah. Your boughs are green and summers glow and do not change in winter snow. Oh Christmas tree, Christmas tree, you are so fair and lovely. 
Christmas tree You are so fair and lovely Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree You are so fair and lovely Your bath green and summer glow And do not change Everybody, I'm checking out the tambourines on her ankles. Yeah, the tambourine is, is on your where foot. Where was it coming from? <laughs> now that was interesting because that gives the thing a sort of a Hare Krishna sound of vibe. Do you think? <laughs> no, well, you it's look, very you common. You made a face when I said that. It, no, I thought it sounded great. That really? Hare Krishna. It's very common vibe up there. Like usually, you just play percussion and stuff. Yeah. you know, on your feet. I forgot that last line. Sorry, I flubbed that. No, nah, that's nice. <laughs> what made you? That's so the original song is O Tannenbaum, but. Uh-huh. Actually, I, you know, I, I, I should have done this. I should have just sung a verse in German. I forgot. I meant to. Do it. Okay. Do a verse in German. <laughs> Come on. Yay. Oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, wie grün sind deine Blätter. Oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, wie grün sind deine Blätter. Du grünst dich nur zur Sommerszeit, an auch im Winter, wenn es schneit. Oh, Tannenbaum, Tannenbaum, wie grün sind deine Blätter. Wie grün sind deine Blätter. <laughs> okay, now Swedish. I don't know it in Swedish. That's great. I, so your so your mother is German. Both my parents are Austrian. But are they both Austrian? And did you grow up there, or you grew up here? I grew up in San Francisco primarily, but I did live there uh, for part of the year when I was younger. So you speak it fluently. Yeah, I you do can, speak it. So we could do the whole show in German if you wanted. We to, could. We all speak yeah. German, right, Megan? Woo! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. So do you have a version of that totally in German that you would? Sell in the German market? No, I should have done that. I forgot, but I could go back in and we and could crank that out right now for you. That. Yeah, actually, I could. I just need to download the words. I know. There, I think there's more than one verse. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't. How long have you been in New Orleans? Twelve years. Oh, okay, great. Me. Like it and you stayed. I like it and I stayed. Hello, sorry. That's like saying that. a lot <laughs> coming from San Francisco. Yeah, That's well, true. you know, uh, New Orleans is actually the sister city of Innsbruck, Austria, which is where my family's from. Oh, oh. interesting. I didn't know that. So. What made what? it so? <laughs> I don't know. People like to, to get drunk a lot and eat a lot of food. They and do they have that Mardi Gras as well. Uh, they don't have Mardi Gras, but they do have a New Orleans kind of blues and jazz fest over oh, there. The music. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The music. In July. That's cool. Have you played at that? And I have. Um, and they have, I guess... 
through the universities is really where the the big exchange is. But this year at the Toth Parade, there was a Tyrolean marching band <laughs> playing Tyrolean songs and singing in German and stuff. And they're all dressed up in their little out their felt hats right. and with the goat, you know, <laughs> tails and the the lederhosen and all that. So they came um, from Innsbruck. They were in, from Innsbruck. Yep. They found a way to get here from Mardi Gras, cool. too. Do we <laughs> they did. Yeah, they that's par- cool. They yes, paraded. Well put, was like pretty cool. I was is. like, oh my God, that's amazing. Do we send like a brass band or something over there? No, it's, it's well, it's horns. You know, um, yeah. it is horns, but it's not, it's more of the classical marching variety. <laughs> cool. Hey, listen, you know, so. that was cool. Do you guys want something to eat? Yes, like a like a oh, snack. I can see Andrew's starving. holding out here for. Well, okay, dessert first. That's how I used to I do know, it. You know. That's the way to go. So Bill Dupiolo is here with a. Uh, he's brought us something from Slice. I can tell you what it is. It's the signature pie from Slice Pizzeria. Uh, these guys bring us stuff most weeks here on on Happy Hour, and today we've got the prosciutto, gorgonzola, and arugula pie. They use. Listen to this, Cynthia. They use imported prosciutto. And sink Stella Gorgonzola along with organic baby arugula. Oh, that's sad, the poor baby arugula. <laughs> and along with tomato sauce pizza as well. These guys use only the best local imported ingredients for their pies, like Kentwood water is in the dough, not even the stuff that comes out of the tap. That makes sense. Oh, which we're going to have to pay more for, by the way, now. <laughs> but the prices won't go up, though, at Slice, because they're not using sewage and waterboard water. Thank you, Bill. Wow, look at this. This is like a fancy party right now. Here. Plus Kentwood, Ooh, hometown of Britney Spears. Let's not forget that. That's true, too. That's another good part about Kentwood. So this stuff is, so you have two slices of pizza here, and this is, Bill, what is this? Come on, you can be romantic with me again if you like. Oh, that's very nice. No, this is, cheek to cheek. Talking to this. this is our barbecue shrimp. Um, it's house-made barbecue shrimp, house-made sauce. Everything is fresh-made. Um, actually, our chef, Chef Paul, um, he used to work for about three or four years at Commander's Palace, and he also worked at uh, Spago in Hawaii for Chef Wolfgang Puck. Why would you um, ever leave that job to come back to Magazine Street? Because he loves pizza that much. <laughs> God bless him for Good it. Man. Uh, yeah, th- this is his recipe, his personal signature. Um, Chef will also do a lot of things like um, we're going to be starting a pre-fee menu um, where you know we'll have uh, That's wine a good idea. and food all paired in courses together. Um, he, he really enjoys what he does. And it, it, the, okay, the, so just never mind that. Tell us about this barbecue shrimp. Well, the barbecue shrimp, it's all fresh local products, fresh local Gulf shrimp. Um, it's the, What's the, on it? It looks well, great. This is our barbecue uh, shrimp sauce. This is all uh, like fresh ingredients, basil chiffonade that we'll blend ourselves, um, fresh garlic, uh, again, all roasted in our, in-house. This is all really done good. by our hands. Uh, and, yes. And that's Thank God it's awesome. your hands you're using. <laughs> Not your feet. You know, that's, that would worry me if there are other body parts involved. There aren't, Whatever right? Whatever the ancient tradition is, you know. Go that's <laughs> Look, whatever makes it taste like this, I'll take it. Okay, so Cynthia, as a food professional yourself and an entrepreneur from the Urban League, what do you think? Delicious. The shrimp was fantastic. Really, really and nice. the sliced mm-hmm. pizza is great. Mm-hmm. The gargonzola, delicious. Mm. Thank you. Okay. So we've got a bunch of other people here. You want us to, we have enough to feed our audience here as Absolutely. well? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Hand it around. I well, will. thank you very much. The pizza is awesome as well. Thank Megan, you. how are you enjoying it? What did you, what did you, delicious. What did you have at the wedding for food? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> mm, I'm sorry, I'm, my um my father, his wife, um mm-hmm. she well he married a, a girl, well, a woman um who was a nurse and now she does catering. Tia's catering and it's really really good. What's it called? Tia Tia's catering because her name is Tia, and the food is so good. 
And, you know, being from here, I, I wanted... That's your, mm-hmm. that's your stepmom? Yeah. And, um, you know, being from New Orleans, I needed gumbo at my wedding. That's all I cared about was really? gumbo and alcohol. <laughs> and that's all you need, really. Exactly. You don't need anything else. Exactly. Yeah. And I trust her gumbo, and the alcohol was good. And what do you like to drink? What are you drinking here? Some sort of champagne? Yeah, thing. I have a Cure Royale. <laughs> yeah, well... It, it is happy hour. Yeah, I'm trying to be fancy. But I'm um, Gumboholics Anonymous, actually. Oh, gumbo's my favorite freaking food. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, and then at the rehearsal dinner, I made sure I had gumbo, because it's not a celebration without gumbo. How often do you eat gumbo a week? Not that often. Not often in a week, because I'm usually busy with work and stuff, so I don't have time to make it, because I'm kind of picky. Yeah. Um, you don't eat other people's? I, I, a, few, a few people. Tia, and then um, the Munch Factory. I eat there. That's where our rehearsal dinner was. The Munch Factory. Yeah, where's mm-hmm. that? That's um. They used to be on Franklin Avenue, and now they've moved to like near UNO on al- almost like Elysian Fields and Leon C. Simon, mm. where Bud's Whirler was like a long time ago. Okay, but um, do you, you know, live out that way? Um, no, I live in Seventh Ward, like in between um St. Aug and in between um the fairgrounds. Now that they're all my life. Yeah, fairgrounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Now, your dad was a jockey, right, Cynthia? Yes, that's why I had to jump in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My dad was Al Papera. He was a, a great jockey. He rode here in um, Louisiana for quite a while. It's a good jockey name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Italian? Uh, no. No, I'm what? not Italian. My family. What's Papera? What sort of well, nationality We think maybe is it's uh, Boprovich, maybe uh, Yugoslavian oh, okay. back mm-hmm. in that so era. So how, how, how much did he weigh, your dad? 105 pounds, 110 pounds. Pretty small. You have to be tiny to be a jockey. Yeah, you got to stay tiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's tough. Um, But he was actually from California. He came out from uh, Hayward, uh, outside of San Francisco. Came here with um, a trainer who brought him to New Orleans. Did you learn to ride as a kid? No. No, but why not? <laughs> no, but my two younger sisters actually. Why did you not learn to ride when your I father's was, a jockey? That's I, I was. I was the be- I was more the better. She was making cookies. <laughs> no, I wasn't making cookies, but uh, my two younger sisters loved horses, so they rode from a very early age and owned a horse and did all the western riding. And mm. my my younger sister Dina Papera was. The first woman jockey to win at many racetracks, smaller racetracks. So your sister's a was, jockey as well. She broke through with the women way back, um, nice. you know, in the seventies when. Uh, Did you get any assistance from the Urban League on that one? No, no, no. Did it go by itself? <laughs> no assistance, not even from my father actually, because really? they didn't want women riders, mm-hmm. and that was new. And she went to. Um, your father didn't encourage her. No, he didn't. Did he discourage? Not her? at first. <laughs> Did he try to dissuade her from being a jockey? Yes. By that time, my dad was working for the Jockeys Guild, which just sort of a union for the jockeys, and they weren't behind women doing that. Why so would that be? What was their reason for that? I guess they were threatened, or they said that it wasn't you know, mm. safe for women to do that kind of thing. But um, she isn't did there a movie, uh, The Secretariat? Isn't that about uh, the first woman jockey or something like that? No, I think that's more about it's the about um, the, the owner, oh. the owner oh. Tweety. Yeah, I she know. was a she she broke ground. As but you know what? That would be a good story for a movie, wouldn't it? The first woman jockey. Is there sure. a movie about? That? I, I feel like there is. Not as the f- not about the first one, not that one, but unfortunately, um, HBO did a series on the racetrack last year with Dustin Hoffman uh, called Luck, but um, it was dropped. Mm-hmm. And the reason was they were using older racehorses to film a lot of the racing sequences, and the horses 
started to break down. Yeah, heard and about they, that. They just couldn't. Uh, you know, it's it's a sad thing, especially an older horse. You can't push something like that. No. Yeah. And even in in the industry itself, it's, that's why it's they stopped making an HBO TV series. Yeah, they killed they a couple of horses, and that's enough these days. When you when you're when you have to put down a horse on the set, that that's not cool. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's devastating. But actually. they were using older horses so that mm. they could get in there with cameras, and it just wasn't working out. Which was what can you what can you film with an old horse that a young horse won't let you film? What, that, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you, nobody's going to. Uh, risk a valuable horse right. oh, um, older ho- horses could you know they could get in there and do some camera but isn't work this like the movie business don't they spend all sorts of money to buy like a well, fancy yeah. horse you this think? was TV yeah, this was really the TV horses the TV very expensive the, yeah. the it's HBO ones. they're cheap um, hey, thank you, Bill. What does it say? Diane Crump, first female jockey, helped make the sixties great. <laughs> is that a movie? Uh, it is, in fact. Oh, was What's it, the movie called? T- made for TV movie or a Dustin real Hoffman film? was involved in this HBO thing. Did it ever yeah, make Luck. it onto television? It was called Luck on HBO. Yeah, and it had a, it had a full season. I don't think wow. it, I don't know if it had a second one or not, but mm. that was the reason I, you know that yeah. I, I, the way I understood it. Hmm. But you know, it was about gambling and corruption, and then also about luck. You yeah, know? but that's not the same story as the first woman jockey. Well, I still think we're onto something here, Diane Crump. Well, oh, you right. still or we just make it about your sister because <laughs> we have the rights to that. She'll give us the rights uh, to it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, don't, I can't. Yeah, we won't go there. Actually, what are you on good, on good terms with her? My sister, yes, but my sister's not on good terms with the racetrack anymore. What uh. happened? <laughs> there's a story there. I assume. <laughs> yep. What happened? There is a story, but I don't want to speak for her. No. It was. It was very. Well, speak it was on very the, compl- Speak she, for let, the racetrack. Let then. me just say <laughs> she was. She was on the side of the horses. You know, and, mm. and yeah. so over a period of time, you know, she... Let you would be on the side of the horses if you were a jockey, I would imagine, given that you're nah, riding. Maybe not, you know. Well, there's money uh, on the other side. Hopefully everybody would be on the side of the horses. Yeah. But it's, uh, and, and as luck kind of portrayed, too, there was, there's many sides to the racetrack. You have owners, you have trainers, you have jockeys, you have people that work on the backside, you have gamblers. No batters. pun intended, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But anyway. Well, I think we're onto something. Megan, what sort of stuff do you... Megan, not Megan. What sort of stuff do you write? What's... What's uh, are um, you a feature writer or? Well, when I was at um, when I was at Gambit, um, I I started off um, as an intern in fashion, so I did fashion mm. shopping and health and things like that. And then I wanted to write more like hard news and stuff like that, so I started this thing called Public Transit Tuesdays. I'd ride the bus and I'd say, "Oh, there's this going on," and I'd be able to talk about corruption and business and crime and all these things that I want to talk about. That from I, riding the bus, know. yeah. Because okay. oh, you, ooh, so, so you much get, goes you get on. opinions from them, or, or I would just listen to them. Okay, I'd just be in the back oh, of the cool. bus and I'd like write down everything they said, yeah. and you know, then I'd like start talking to people. Oh yeah, you know, the bus is late. Why do you think <laughs> it's late? And then they, you know, with a conspiracy conspiracy theories. theory. Sure. Oh, oh god, I, I love a good conspiracy theory. Oh yeah, yeah. Steve Jobs. Made the hey. bus late. Yep. He, he did. He, it's all his fault. Okay. Well, and um, so then, yeah, so slow start- when he gets old, I guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> so he started writing stuff that was a bit more yeah, well, harder, yeah. I guess. Um, and so then um, I moved to the Times Picayune. And so right now, um, it's a funny time to move to. The, I guess they're hiring. <laughs> yeah. They're hiring a lot of people though at the Times Picayune. Apparently, even though they fired a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between the people they fired and the people they're hiring? <laughs> I have no idea. The new ones are, the new ones are cheaper. Probably. That's a great question. <laughs> I have no idea. You have no idea, even though you're a reporter. I do not know. And a reporter at the Times Picayune. I have no idea. Is that the company line? I think she, uh, yeah, it's pretty clear to say say that. (laughs) You're not allowed to say that they hired you instead of someone else because of dot, dot, dot. I have no idea. I have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> you can say I plead the fifth if you like, and then I'll just move on to another question. But then but that you, makes it sound you want me to, Yeah, if you want me to try and push you into telling I, us I, the I, truth, I, I, really I will. Do, I really don't know, though. 
You don't? Really? Yeah, I, re- I really don't know. What's it like working over there? What's the um, atmosphere like? It's pretty cool. Do um, they think they're onto something like new revolutionary great thing here at the Times Picayune and Nola.com or are they scared that they've made a huge mistake going to three papers a day, a week? I don't know. Um, I think everybody probably feels the same way about, pretty much the same way everybody in New Orleans feels about different things, you know? I, I think that, no, you know. you have to be a little bit more specific. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to go. I don't know is not an answer. Though. <laughs> I don't know is where I'm coming from. I don't know. I think That's that everyone, why I'm asking you. I think that everyone just hopes that everything works for the best. Well, yes, we all hope that. <laughs> but what are they... What are they thinking? Do they think that they're onto something? Really, is it a, like a revolution? Is the atmosphere there like like I, I, at a startup, like at, you I, know, at Nomo I, I Bakery? Think, I don't think they like think it's like a revolution. I think it's just like, well, this is the way that things are going. Let's let's go. Let's right. go with it. Do they feel like they're? But do the, is the atmosphere in the newsroom like they're onto something exciting and you're all involved in an enterprise that we're all like shoulder to the wheel and we're, like in our business, like in no. our little company, there's you know half a dozen of us and we're all working as hard as we can and we think we're onto something. No. Even they were deluded. I think it's just like, I think everyone just kind of has the, you know, the idea of like, well, this is what's happening. Let's move with it. I don't think anyone's like, oh, this is revolutionary. Well, it is revolutionary. They're going to three newspapers a week and then trying to force everyone to read the news online, which is free, instead of buying a newspaper. Well, you're saying it's revolutionary. Was there any additional, besides, you know, removing uh, papers, was there anything added to the papers that happened three times a week? No. Um, just moving stuff around. Nothing, mm. nothing really added. Yeah. Wasn't it mostly well, the, 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 ba- the Baton Rouge thing was added. Was yeah. Yeah. Well, but well, that's yeah. Yeah. survival. Yeah, because they say that advertisers don't want to advertise in the newspaper, but apparently they want to advertise online, mm-hmm. which is mysterious to me what the actual logic behind that is. Well, because everyone has an iPhone and they're on it all the time and they're online. Yeah. Not everyone. Okay. Not I don't have one. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't that have one. wherever I, I go, I'm Bill, always seeing someone on their smartphone or iPhone. As, as someone who pays <laughs> yeah, well, for advertising and as someone who advertises. Oh, Bill actually advertises Ooh, in the yeah. paper. The, okay. the major reason why uh, online media does what it does is because you can track it. Mm. When you ah. can actually quantify it, then you can do something with that information. When you look at, an, at advertising in a newspaper... You go, well, how many people actually get that newspaper? How many times do they actually open it up and see it? Mm-hmm. But with something that you do on the web, you can quantify this many people. When they clicked on it, it showed up this many times. And you can put your mind around that and say, oh, well, now I understand what I'm getting for my dollar versus I'm not really sure how many people have clicked on this newspaper. I, I, yeah, I there's a difference between, right. Right. Yeah, but there's a difference between being able to track it explicitly and, and, getting and what exactly, you need. and yeah, and actually getting a result though. Yeah, but I, I mean, I aren't do people don't people read the newspaper and they see the ad and then they go to Herbert Smith and buy a couch or something, or they go to <laughs> Slice and Buy? Isn't that what you do? But I do think that Bill is. Um, is Oh, <laughs> Bill's had a couple of drinks and it I, overgoes. The I do think that, that Bill is right because I was actually yeah. just telling a friend of mine that I I like. Of course, I I still obviously write for print and I've liked writing for print and all that. But it is nice. It's, it makes you feel satisfied to look and say, "Oh, look! Look how many hits I got on YouTube. Yeah. Look how many likes I got on Facebook." It just then you know what works and what what doesn't. So Olga can be like. You know, oh, so rolling on the floor. Well, that that's, brings that's the us, key that yeah. works. That brings so us to know. a fabulous question, then, doesn't it? <laughs> if you're writing hard news, right? Stories, and I'm rolling on the floor. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and your are partially falling yeah, off. You know, everybody wants just to saying. see that you've got a whole bunch just of hits. <laughs> it's going to be a lot better to write an article with you know about a girl rolling on the floor than Jim Letton resigning from whatever the hell he did actually yeah. until yesterday. Today, oh. <laughs> what did he actually do well, again? He was the U.S. Attorney. Jim Letton, the U.S. Attorney, resigned today. 
didn't you? Oh, we did. No, I didn't, he was, he I was didn't like, even know that. Guy. Yes. Yeah. Did you know that, Megan, as a reporter? Yeah. Thank yeah, God I you know, know, that. <laughs> know that. Okay. Megan, I want to ask you a serious question. Okay. Your name is Megan Braden Perry. Yes. No, none of those names are your husband's name. No, he's so a Capone. He's a Capone. Yeah. Grant Capone. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So where does the Braden, what are you going to do with now? You've got three hyphens. <laughs> or two hyphens and three names. Well, um, I'll keep using Braden Perry for work, and then right. I'll use Capone for like bank statements and well, where does you know, Braden trying Perry? to get Most people tables. have a double-barreled name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Capone. You're going to let yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. No one's going to say no to that. Yeah. Most people have a hyphenated name. A woman has a hyphenated name when she takes her husband's name, and then it's, you know, got both. Where, did the, where does your hyphenated name? My mom. My mom. Um, when she got married, she hyphenated her last name. Your mom um, and your dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so my mom was a Braden, and my dad is a Perry. So are you <laughs> going to be Braden Perry Capone? No, 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 no. I'll just be, like, on legal stuff, I'll just be Megan Capone. But then for work, I'll be Megan Braden Perry, because no one knows Megan Capone. Megan no. Capone's got a good ring to it, in it my does. opinion. Yeah, I, I think Capone's got a good I'd ring go to it. I'd go with it. It does. Yeah. It's sort of sweet uh. and dangerous. Just Make like me. Oh, just like you. Just like me. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. You need to go with it. <laughs> so tell us about Grant Capone. Oh, well. What um, high school, what school did you go to where you were not sweethearts? We went to Franklin and uh, we were friends. Um, and, you know, I always thought he was cute, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, years after that, you know, we were still friends after Katrina. Um, and then Cinco de Mayo. Well, ah. You know, the uh, over there tree. at Superior, <laughs> yeah. across the street. Uh, so, you know how it is. So, Superior. like, you know, the year before, I was like, all right, you know, cool. Let's go to Cinco de Mayo. Let's go and drink and have fun. Yeah. And then the next year, 2010, I was, like, dating this guy, and I broke up with him. And I, I broke up with him. I do the breaking up. And let's get that that's right. Yeah, let's I get, like yeah. that. very serious. Yeah. 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 Let's, yeah. yeah let's why, that that so, why is that so important? Well, because, I, you know, I don't take any... That's right. Shit. Yeah, as a reporter. Okay. Exactly. What exactly. kind of shit was this guy giving you that you broke up? Oh, with? he was just really cheap. Cheap. Uh, yeah, I uh. mean, not that I want anyone to send money on me, but if I go to freaking Deanies of all places, I don't want you to go, um, what? Don't order the oysters. Yeah, exactly. And you know I ordered the oysters. So that was the oysters that broke up because oysters yeah. is an aphrodisiac along Ex- with them. Right, mm. but, but then they broke us up. So. Mm. <laughs> is that but, right, really? Mm. The oysters at Deanies ended up. I mean, I was, ready, I, I was ready to break up with him. I, I planned it. I was like, you know it what? It was I'm the gonna... mollusk that broke the camel's back. <laughs> it was. That's how it happened. Yeah. Really? But, um, but yeah. Deanie's so. is not a very romantic place. <laughs> it's not. Is it? It's very bright. It's there. that carpet on the floor. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but um, so then it was like Cinco de Mayo when I was like, all right, cool. Okay. I'm going to get, you know, all my hoes together. I'm going to get, you know, my, get what my hose. Hose. Yeah, my hose. I, I thought you said that. But I, I did. I just wanted yeah. to get that clear. Okay. Hose. How many hoes have you got? Well, I, I had a lot. I used to have a real good stable. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what I would do with my stable is I would, <laughs> I would text them and yeah. be like, hey, handsome. Hey. <laughs> what you do? And they'd be like, oh, nothing, want to hang out? All right, cool. Now I'm getting a meal. This is what's up. So I was ready <laughs> to get my whole stable back. And then this fool, yeah. Grant, you know, had been drinking and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, Megan, I like you. I liked you for a long time. I just want to let you know. And I was like, all right, okay, let, let's go on a few dates, you know, pal. Yeah. But then it, what, it this worked. Is, this, was, so. this was at Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo, yes. What time of the night did he say, I've always liked um, you and I'd like to see you? <laughs> <laughs> Three. It, it was, yeah, it was, it was a little early because um, I don't I don't PM. like to, yeah, yeah three p.m. Yeah, seis de mayo. Oh, very good. And you had not had sex with him at this point. No, no, no. And how soon after that he said I've liked you and I've always liked you? Did you have sex with him? 
<laughs> I'm Catholic. You don't have to answer. So that night? Was, it that, was it that night? You waited until you were married. <laughs> because I'm Catholic. Okay. Yeah. So the other hope you would like to hear. And the Pope's on Twitter now. The Pope so I have to watch out. Yeah. Oh, I got to start following him. Yeah. Okay. So I got to watch What's out what I say. What's his name? What's his I think Twitter it's like Pontifex. What language does he tweet in? I think he tweets in English. Oh, okay. Well, he probably yeah, tweets in all languages. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He's like tweets in tongues. I'm sure he's not doing it himself. He's probably know. been worried about... He got on Twitter because he was worried how many people were actually following him these days. <laughs> he can right. actually quantify it. He can quantify it. It's not like just looking are. out the window at, you know, whatever, right. St. Peter's. The people in yeah. St. Peter's. So how many people pop- are actually there? Well, we don't know, Your Honor, your Pontiff. We couldn't say. Why don't we get on I'll Twitter and we can find out? my chimney. Oh, that was a good one. Okay, so uh, what? So now the hoes are all gone. What, yeah. Have you had to X them out of your contacts on your iPhone? Well, speaking of phones, mm-hmm. um, my, uh, well, I guess he's, I don't know. It's if running he's slower, like my, ste- my stepbrother-in-law, no, I have a droid. Yeah. And my stepbrother-in-law, okay. he was like, oh, no, I'm going to uh, root your phone. And so for like a year, I had my phone rooted. And then I was like, I can't take this what shit anymore. What does that mean? Thank you. Andrew. It makes it nerdy so that you can like do things on it. Um, that way oh, I can, like jailbreak it or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. like, like to jailbreak it. So it was okay, but then like there was just a lot of shit I couldn't do. Mm. And so I looked online, figured out how to unroot it. And then all of a sudden it was like, contacts loading. And it loaded like all my contacts from before. And it was just like, oh, these holes I'd forgotten about. <laughs> I was like, oh. Did the phone number still work? Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's call one up. Did you get those numbers? Quantify yeah. those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> let's call one of the hoes up right now. Can oh. we? Here we go. Easy, yeah. I don't know. That was Who great. has a dial tone anymore? <laughs> Chris. Chris, did, did you do that? <laughs> Wait, he's got sound effects and that we're just now great. hearing I know, I know. He's, he's hiding oh, that. I, I think all my hoes are taken now. I don't know if we can get a call into the board here. That might be beyond yeah, our meager I think all my hoes are taken. All your hoes are taken? I'd love to meet <sighs> one of the hoes. One day. Hey, um, Andrew, okay. we got to get you to play something and then mm-hmm. we're going to get Olga to play another song and then we... You know, we still have a lot of stuff ground to cover here. Yeah, I mean, you know, what do you want to play today? Let's. Play we could something. even skip me. You know, I mean, uh, no, I'm here all the time. We don't want to skip you. No. Okay, we came for the show. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Well, let me we play can you play a quick two one. songs in a row. Play you quick. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Let's have like an actual like a radio station. We have two songs in a row, and in between, I can just give the call letters. <laughs> Tell you what I'll do. All the all the hits all the time. Okay. T radio. But let me play a song off a. The record that doesn't exist yet, because it's not out. This song's called... It's gonna take a little rain, because it was missed in earlier today. So I'm gonna play a song about that. Well, I met her last September And these days I call her mine She's my summer windswept Juliet My autumn valentine Yeah, we sit out on a Sunday To enjoy the sweet sunshine she says, babe, how I wish it could be like this all the time It's gonna take a little rain To let the grass beneath us grow It's gonna take a little rain For the flowers start to show Sure, we'd all want it our way But there's some things that we don't know Just trust that on the way to beautiful it's gonna take a little rain Well, we parted on a Sunday Much too gloomy for its name And the visions of forever Faded into yesterday And I grow tired thinking about Starting over and all I can help but say 
Cause good Lord, how does it always have to be this way? It's gonna take a little rain let the grass beneath us grow It's gonna take a little rain For the flowers start to show Sure we'd all want it our way But there's some things that we don't know Just trust that on the way to beautiful It's gonna take a little rain Cause the dark storms will come To bring in dark days Rivers will rise, what they want they will take But that storm will pass, and you will remain Save the tears in your eyes, love, leave that to the rain The dark storms will come to bring you dark days The rivers will rise, what they want they will take But that storm will pass, and you will remain Save the tears in your eyes, love, leave that to the rain Take you by the hand Let you know I'll be forever your man And you'll know this love was never in vain See the tears in your eyes, love It's gonna take a little rain yeah. Let the grass beneath us grow It's gonna take a little rain For the flowers start to show Sure we'd all want it our way But there's something don't know, just trust that on the way to beautiful It's gonna take a little rain Yay! Yes! Happy out Troubadour, Andrew Duhon. Fresh percussion by Olga, that was great. Yay! Yeah! Lovely. And the, uh, how's the record coming along, Andrew? You've done any it, work this week it on it? It is officially, as they say, and in the can. And that's all actually over. A, a better term than it sounds. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. all recorded. Wow. And uh, mixing is happening right now. Shout out to Trini Shoemaker, the producer, who's absolutely not listening because she's knee-deep in mixing right now. So. Well, good job. Congratulations. Uh, it's done. So it's done. We get to hear a bit of it soon. There's a whole band and everything. Oh, they're still mixing, you. mastering, pressing. So a good yeah. 10 years and we'll be able to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Olga, when, are you recording anything these days, Olga? Are you working... I just so um, you just album out, just came out. It's coming out on, on soon on Tuesday. Uh, the a Christmas new one. EP. Oh, yeah. the Christmas EP. Mm-hmm. It's a four-song EP. Oh, cool. And uh, what's it called? It's called North Mississippi Christmas. Nice. Aww. And oh, yeah. I'm actually started to work on a volume two um, because uh, people seem to really like it. I I kind of got word, and hopefully this will come through that uh, actually Treme is interested in using one of the songs for nice. this season. That would make so. this year. Seem you know, worthwhile. So, uh, yeah, exactly. That would help. So, did you is uh, is doing a Christmas album like rolling around on the floor? No, it's like a commercial decision. Um, well, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. That might sell. It might. No, sell. but is but, that you know, why you did the Christmas record? No, because you think people like it's a perennial seller. No, it, well, it's, yeah. a, it's a perennial thing. Number one and number two. I, to be honest, I'm actually not much of a fan of Christmas music at all. Um, I, I I just don't really care for it. So, I really wanted to make something that was very different. Mm. That didn't really sound like your run-of-the-mill Christmas music, um, so that, that it was mm-hmm. just an alternative for people that don't want to hear Jingle Bell Rock, Amen. you know, a million times. Yeah, Amen. and so and all and of the songs the are traditionals that I'm doing. They're traditional <laughs> songs, so they're not like you know of this the last century or anything like that. And um, 
and they're not even like of the same melody or anything. I mean, they're all like kind of blue. They're blue songs, basically. Right. Um, so the only thing that's sort of the same are the lyrics. And so it'll, it'll be sort of a surprise for people when they put it in their playlist and stuff. And in between Jingle Bell Rock is, you know, you we want, wish well, you, you want Merry a, Christmas. You want to play one? Yeah. Okay. Which one? I'm going to play you We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't sound very Christmassy. You're right. <laughs> Not the way that it's going to... I'm going to play it. Check it out. Christmas at the Duke Joint. 
<laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> How many are on the EP? It's four this year, but I just came up with a, a really awesome blues version of Silent Night. It's going to be righteous. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So have you recorded that yet? No, but I'm, I'm going to probably do it soon. It'll be ready for next year. And um, Can you do like one verse of that here? Or is it impossible? Let's Can see. you do it in German? <laughs> I, I would need ah. to practice that. It would be beautiful in German. Sally and I, holy night, all is gone. All is gone and all is bright. Sally and I. Round yon virgin, mother and child Holy infant, so tender and mild Tender and mild Sleep in heavenly peace, heavenly peace Wow, like that. yeah. That's kind of got a sort of a sinister element agree, to it. Agree. That's yeah. that's the lyrics just serve that style. That's yeah. Agree. That's great. Well, because the rest of them, the rest of the lyrics is like the shepherds quake, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. At the sight, you know, it's yeah. like they're trembling and. You think it's almost uh, more stars. realistic. Yeah, it must have been. Star, it was kind you know, of sinister the star, and scary. It's wondrous, and the shepherds are quaking, and they got to figure out what's going on, and so they creep on over, and then the. Um, What's the last verse? Is something about a Jesus? I think is in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the, the Savior's the Savior's here. You know what I mean? Right. Like uh, I know what you mean. Yes. And when there's one more thing that was the wondrous star was the last verse. So it's the shepherds quake and the heavenly host sing Alleluia. Right. So there's a lot of Alleluia, and then I kind of do a little call and response thing. Cool. With that, I like the, the sinister. It's got the sort of sinister and, uh, silent night. That's certainly something yeah. I haven't I, heard before. I think right. Complete <laughs> reimaginings of of familiar tunes are always just awesome you know everybody loves that so. mm-hmm. well you know uh, being born is pretty traumatic well especially <laughs> a virgin birth i would think yeah would be it's, it's extremely a life traumatic, traumatic uh, imagine the experience. nine months preceding so, the moment that you, it, right you gave you birth. Know, so it's not, you must have been thinking what and, the fuck? and it probably wasn't you know it, it was probably painful yeah yeah just saying oh, come on so. it couldn't be surely if <laughs> you're giving birth to the savior and you it might have been for Joseph. Like, oh, that wouldn't be pain- well it could have been painful psychologically but right. that wouldn't be a painful birth if you were giving birth to the- i never thought of that actually well, the maybe pain it's a involved C-section. With- <laughs> well maybe sh- where was the was a birth section <laughs> and on that note oh, i think man. we'll just move on from the <laughs> yes thank you for <laughs> Thanks, that Chris. oh lovely okay, we're gonna get out of here in a minute but first i just want to know something Cynthia, from you, oh. you've made these cookies. I'm sorry to surprise you after you've had, had a few <laughs> of those cocktails there, but um, you made these cookies. They'll, I mean, they're pretty big, and you've, you've got all this advice about how to sell them from the Idea Village and from the Urban League and so on. Good Work Network. Good Work Edible Network. Enterprises. Okay, so just yeah. distill it to a couple of sentences, if you can. What is the secret to come? You know, you're going up against now Nabisco and all these people who are making cookies in the world, which is huge. What's the secret now to getting these to be successful and sell them? Um, well, for um, they they ask they tell you to find your niche. Mm. Um, to, to Did the Urban League tell you that and the Idea Village? Let's see who told me that. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. Your hose. Uh, Idea Village. Yeah. Idea Village was, uh, yeah. and the Urban did, League actually been working on the business plan with me. Did they me. tell you to make it square? No. In fact, my brother told me to make it square. It's an interesting I, idea. I wanted to make it a circle yeah. because um, if you go back to vintage cookie cutters or presses yeah. and stamps, mm-hmm. they're usually a circle. Why did I, you listen to your brother, not the idea? Because it. my mm-hmm. brother told me that if I cut off the corners, I was losing 20% of my cookie. And mm. he said, look, your dough is... It's true. Men are more practical. Does your brother what? make cookies? I mean, even I know this. You can take the, you can take that extra dough and make it into another sure. cookie. Not really. You're not no. Well, no. You can't? To a limited degree. You can recycle Bill. dough, but mm. you don't want to toughen your dough. Bill from Slice has got something to say. I, I, on the I, I have to say because it's it's so it's you know it's a little thin. Uh, it's not a it, you know yes it's a big you know broad cookie but it's not a really thick heavy cookie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a lot of flavor packed in a little bit of yeah. you know square footage. Uh, no filler, all thrill, all thriller. Yeah. Okay. No filler, you need to all get, thriller. You need to get Bill to sell him a slice yeah. for you. He's good. Put him on the counter at Slice <laughs> along with those okay. cupcakes. So but, that's the secret. The secret is find your niche. That's what. Well, that's the secret. Is for anyone looking to well, we'll bust, bust into a giant. I mean, that's a huge thing to take on well, a cookie. Nobody, nobody's really um, baking with uh, whole wheat flour. Mm. And I found that the coffee. If you go really? to a coffee house and you look around, mostly everything is refined white flour, r- right. white sugar. And so, if you want to get something healthier, maybe you can get a bran muffin. But it doesn't even taste healthy, which is good. Just yeah. FYI for people yeah. who are listening, Amen. it doesn't taste like cardboard. <laughs> it's good. Oh, it's no, delicious. I'm surprised to find that this is healthy because it doesn't taste that. Well, it's got sugar in it. Let's face it. Yeah. But it does have. Um, <laughs> well, sugar's not bad for you necessarily. It's a naturally occurring product, after all. If you mm. use the, if you use the natural occurring product, this I use muscovado brown sugar, which is actually the healthiest form of sugar you can okay. use in your cooking. Nice. Muscovado is the least processed sugar mm. it still has a lot of vitamins and minerals yes, Bill. and with all of our pizza it's all whole wheat flour too good for you it's yeah. the same thing nice. that's why right. i really really and enjoy really, food it doesn't detract from the flavor so why not use it it adds a lot Absolutely. of nutrition to your product have you thought about adding rum to the, any of the cookies yes we have um <laughs> we actually, <laughs> okay <laughs> we have we're, go, we're going for six versions of the cookie good uh, one, uh-huh. one rum is definitely on the list a creole cream cheese yeah. a cane syrup cookie no. um, a couple of other ideas have been thrown around so you know maybe something like a banana foster graham and yay or something <laughs> well rum because it's from new orleans we're Trying to stick to the New Orleans theme right now. I got to go back to the squareness in the paper liner. You know, if you get, if you see a cookie at the store in a plastic bag, you're thinking that's cookies probably dry. Mm -hmm. But because it looks kind of like in a cake packaging, my thinking is there's no way that thing's dry. It shouldn't be. It's not hard. Yeah, which which gives it a shorter shelf life. But um, Mm. and 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 this paper, which is all crinkly, listen. But that's because it's made with corn. Um, oh. You know, uh, it's, okay. it's called NGO. So I tried to be as green as possible. Oh, cool. This is, mm. a, you know, um, a bipolymer, okay. um, you know, cellulose. Well, the cookie tastes great. The food has Thank been you. great here today from Slice. If you're looking for a Slice pizzeria, there's one on St. Charles Avenue down by Lee's Circle. There's another one up by Whole Food at 5538 Magazine Street. And they're online as well, of course, at slicepizzeria.com. My guests on Happy Hour today have been Megan Braden Perry, Cynthia DiBiase and Olga, just one word, along with our happy hour troubadour who's come back to see us again and welcome as always. Just woke back the fabulous up. Andrew Duhon. Wake me up next time. Okay. <laughs> our show this week has been produced by Melinda Hawes, Graham DePonte, and Trish Kaufman, along with Anoush Karun. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director. Our web designer and link to the real world is Dr. Cliff. Brigden. I was going to say Fiscal Cliff Brigden today, and I totally forgot that would have been funny. I don't know if I remembered that. 
Our theme was written and is being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about an hour, drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworleans.com. Our show is recorded live today at the Columns Hotel. You can check out our other happy hours and our other shows. Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti live at Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the Game with Chris True and Tammy Nelson. And Midnight Menu Plus One, as well, our brand new show about the New Orleans restaurant community. You can keep up with liking us. Uh, you can keep up with us by liking us. <laughs> I like that. Term, on though. Facebook. I was wondering what I was supposed to say there. You can follow us on Twitter and you can sign up for our mailing list as well at our website. It's neworleans.com. If you're listening to this on iTunes, thank you for subscribing us. Take a moment to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Mitch Foreman on piano, everyone sitting around here at the table and everyone back at INO, I'm Grant Morris. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next time on Happy Hour. Yeah.